I'm Joshua Best. I'm Jacob King. And this is Somebody Somebody Else's Else's Favorite Songs. Casual popular music discussion spanning the past 70 years. We talk about the music you love. And the music you should know that you may not. back everyone it's episode 39 and much like last year at this time we're very excited to be joined here with (laughs) our favorite foreign national all right yes we have guests guests for the podcast oh greetings all (laughs) (laughs) once again my brother ben is with us hello there and also we have frequent our most frequent guest host joel back with us it's been a while, though, since I've done one with you guys. It oh, has been. To be fair, it's been a while since we've done one. Yeah, it <laughs> is. True. And again, I apologize for the for the long waits in between episodes. But You know, you always apologize for them, and but then you never do happens. anything about it. No, we, we try. But as long, as long as we still push content out, even if you have to wait on it, it'll be worth it. I think that's up for debate. I think it is, too. And I hope that this episode is going to be as close to a to a live episode that we've done since we did the uh, the uh, the snowvid sessions. Because I intend for us to uh, just do our talking, and uh, I'm going to release it the next day, which would be Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. So we want to do something a little bit different with our format, and do sort of a panel discussion, basically, and have. And what we're going to call critical listens. So what we did is we each selected an artist. And the artist that we selected, we will be the moderator for that turn. And each one of us. And we did not tell each other ahead of time who that artist was going to be. Now the only stipulations that we put on that was that it needed to be a a well-known artist and that it should not be one of the bands that we've already talked about or had an episode dedicated to. The Beatles, Steely Dan, Tom Petty, any of the Deeper Dives, any of the Why You Should Loves, any of those things. So that will allow us to not only talk about some of the artists that are big artists that we haven't spent a lot of time with, but we'll do a little bit different uh, approach to it, and that is we're going to have a discussion to fight out what we believe to be the five critical listens, we're calling it. As in, and I had we had to get some clarification on this as we were discussing, and by the way, this is Ben's idea, uh, and I think it's a very good one. I wanted to bring some adventure to podcasting. Choose your own adventure? Yes, it's, it's going to be a wild ride. So, <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. As it, so, as it, so as it's going to turn out, uh, we are pretending as if someone comes to us and says, okay, uh, let's take the Beatles for an example. I don't know anything about the Beatles. And then you say, okay, well, let me give you five songs that maybe best illustrates what they are about. And not necessarily my favorite songs or their most popular, but well, especially in my opinion is how can I give you the, the clearest picture of everything that they are? And that may be harder for some artists than others. 
Uh, and it's not even necessarily their best songs. No. Um, because, you know, we would have different things there. And the sorts of things you might take into consideration when determining what their most representative songs are. Um, what are some of those things, Ben, that you mentioned? Well, commercial success, certainly. Um, charting, how well did the song do? Uh, I think just for the for the sake of uh, um, clarity, let's let's just use the U.S. Billboard Top 100, and that way we have an, an even ranking. Um, I know some of our artists are not U.S. artists, but it, I think it's easier if we just use use one uh, one chart rather than uh, charting it across different countries' charts. I think so. Uh, and then, of course, there I think we have to consider the the song's place in pop culture. Because there's some artist songs that have taken on a new life since they've released them, where, you know, maybe five years after they were released, you wouldn't put them in this group. But but now they're, they're songs known to everyone that might not even identify them with the artist. They might not even know, hey, this band did this song, but they've heard it on a thousand commercials, 50 movies, mm-hmm. uh, television, etc. Yeah, something like if, if one were to do Queen... Maybe if you did Queen pre-mid-90s, you might or might not put Bohemian Rhapsody on there, whereas now it absolutely would be yeah, on there. Yeah, couldn't leave that off. That's a good, good example. All right. So with, with that being said, guests go first. And so Ben will introduce our first artist, and we will build for you the five critical listens. Well, I chose uh, an artist that um, you may not know him by his uh, his real name, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. <laughs> Reginald. The name that you would know him as is uh, Elton John. And uh, a lot of Elton's songs, he's he depended on Bernie Taupin. They had a fifty-year uh, working relationship, and I'm not. I don't want to put that into the into the mix because the songs he didn't do with Bernie, I I feel like they they just all have to be in the same in the same bucket. Um, his uh, his critical success would at, was at its peak in the '70s. I think he was the number one selling artist of of that decade. Um, in fact, he's had top ten singles in six different decades. So that's really um, remarkable. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. So I, I think um, because he's an artist that everyone will will know, people of all ages know know this artist. Let's just jump into some of the songs. I would I would say uh, also that I forgot to do in the introduction is we're going to take turns throwing out possible songs for the critical listens, and then we're basically going to vote on them. And we'll for shorthand uh, to describe it, it'll be like green light, yellow light, red light. Green light means absolutely one hundred percent; it has to be. Red light means absolutely not. I refuse. If you get either one of those, uh, if we all four green light it, it goes on the list. And discussion is over. And uh, that's it. I mean, we might we might say something about it, but there'll be no debate. If it one can't person be removed, can't be removed. Yes, it later. can't be removed once that's done. It is set in stone. If one person uh, red lights it, it's over. Uh, we could we might still talk about it. Is there is there a veto? It won't be. <laughs> it's it's essentially a veto. One person can yeah. veto it. But can can that veto be overridden? I think um, there will be discussion that perhaps a, a red light can be can so be changed. So maybe somebody can we be bludgeoned, see what happens bludgeoned into yeah. be removing would, their opinion. I would imagine that. 
I. But they would have to change their mind. As long right. as they hold with the red, it is not to be. I see that this will be contentious. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, El- Elton, uh, Elton John has released over 30 studio albums. And I'm not saying that every album is significant. Not even close. But I think there are probably a lot of songs we could choose. This is uh, going to be interesting, I think. And it needs to be five. So... Um, let's just run it around the table and, and, and throw some out there. Joel, uh, do you want to so throw, I, throw I an Elton ask, John song yeah, in? Yeah, I want to ask first, is his longevity unparalleled? Is there anyone that touches I mean, um, Paul, top, 10 Paul McCartney. Six, top 10 singles in six decades? He might. I, I'll have to look. He it's, currently it's, has it's a possible. song on the top Billboard 100. Pa- Paul it, does it, not. Did he do that song with, was it Dua Lipa that he did a song yeah. with? Yeah, yeah. Which it's just a cover but, of his old of his other songs. Yeah. But I don't know unless you count re-releases that Paul has had I don't top think, ten singles in six decades. Because I don't he, think Paul has the success that Elton John had. Not the last no. not, not for long, that long. As a solo artist certainly. Not. And I, Elton John has had more pop culture. That I think is, stuff, that's tough. Songs and movies. He did not preference. No, 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 not preference. I just think I disagree. I mean, Paul McCartney had that thing with Kanye. Um, uh-huh. One song though. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's one thing. But Elton John, Elton John has one song right now with Dua Lipa, and all that is is, uh, is well, sampling. He's had, sampling. he's had two songs because he's had the song Hold Me Closer, and he's had Cold Heart, the song with Dua Lipa. Yeah, but that song, that's Cold Heart, right samples there. one of his Neither own of songs that was on this there. list. Neither of which will be on this list. I think we're almost at a point. I mean, Elton John's got 50, almost 51 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That is probably good for a top 25 global Spotify and I bet Paul probably has a third of that. Well, if only one could check that. I bet Paul's never dressed like Donald Duck during a concert. That's, no. Yeah, that's also probably true. Paul has 13 million monthly listeners. So we're really not and, even close. And how many does Elton have? 50, almost 51. So right yeah, but, now... But we have to consider that that is being dragged up by... Correct. Hold Me Closer... Which has over 140, uh, 135 yeah. million. Yeah, but that, to his credit, he's reaching out to yeah. new generations. Yeah. It's and still four that's times. That's why I say it's unparalleled longevity. Well, Paul McCartney's yeah. never gonna have. It's not gonna have another song that hits. But but see, a billion plays on Spotify like Coldheart has. My my counter to that is that longevity. Okay, uh, output significant number of albums, which I think dilutes the value of his. Of yeah, his no, uh, I, no, that's absolutely true. But that's really not what he. He, he, he was talking about it. He's just talking about success and longevity. And, Charting success. And yeah, I agree with that. But, but I, mean, I would also say that Paul's got a lot of... But I mean, success that might not be seen on the charts as well. Look how long Paul McCartney's been touring and selling out shows. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I saw agree. Elton John last month. I went and saw him, and he filled the stadium. Now, it is a farewell tour. And that Paul, could Paul play as many. <laughs> yes, it's been going on for you know five years, but it, it <laughs> that mean, that could play into the bump sure. that, that that we're getting. Um, well, I don't I don't think we're talking about how, whether we prefer Elton John or Paul McCartney. No, certainly we're just not. remarking on his remarkable. And I don't even think I don't even think that we're talking about uh, their respective talent or mus- musicianship or mm-hmm. anything like that either. Either just talking you know exclusively to the. Success that he's had, top ten singles in six decades. I don't think anyone else can say that. Talking about someone who's in their seventies, who has fifty million Spotify listeners. That's wild. Unfortunately, we're not here to rank artists, but their songs. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> real listen, real listen. So, okay. So, so we've gone off on tangent. Imagine I'll, that. Well, I mean, that's what we wanted to have is discussion, and that was a good discussion. Yes, but you're not discussing what he wanted. No, you're right. You're right, you're right. No, that's so, a good, so I, I like that. That's so I'll throw, out, I'll throw out, perhaps, if not my favorite. Oh, I got a question. I got a quick, quick little thing for you. Who do you think has more listeners, the Rolling Stones or Elton John? Rolling Stones. I would be shocked if the Rolling Stones have more than 51 million monthly listeners. 20. Yeah. Elton has two and a half. I would have said the same thing. I would have said that the, the Stones had more. No, and the, the Beatles have 26 million. So they ultimately Isn't that wild? double the Beatles. I, I think I think Dua Lipa is dragging him along, honestly. Well, it doesn't change the fact that it's still 50 million. But yeah. It's it doesn't just change the fact that he had enough musical significance to someone who's very popular today such that they wanted to collaborate. So popular, and I've never heard of them. Dua Lipa's huge. <laughs> One of the biggest in the of, world. Yeah, she's she's. Huge. Oh, that's a she. Okay. It's a she. Yes. Yeah. Right. She's a she. She's a she. She's a she. She's a she. Right. So anyway, okay. She won best new artist at the Grammys. Yeah. And she's had two number ones since then. Yeah, and she she's having a lot of commercial success right now. Um, but I'll, I'll throw out not not my favorite Elton John song. I will say my favorite Elton John song because I don't think it would make this list. My favorite Elton John song is "Burn Down the Mission." Uh, is my favorite song by him. I think it's his best work. I really do. It's one of my two favorites. I think uh, lyrically and uh, the, the instrumentation on that. Do you want to put it up? No, I, I don't think that it, it would make it would make sense to make a top five, so I'm not <laughs> going to even suggest it. Uh, I think there are five other songs that will, will fit, but I, I will say one of my other uh, favorite songs by him that I think should make this list and will make this list is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And so that's the first one that I'll throw out. I think it has to make the list, and I think that it will make the list. Um, title track from a really, really, fine, really album. fine maybe, double maybe, album. Maybe his his most successful album critically. Yeah, and it's it's just full of, of really great songs. It it's one of the great double albums. It includes uh, Candle in the Wind, Benny and the Jets, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, uh, plus a. Uh, one of my favorites, Harmony. All the Young Girls Love Alice, uh, Gray Seal, Roy Rogers. I like Gray Seal a whole yeah. lot. <laughs> and we didn't we didn't say Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Oh, yes. Bleeding, which which, which Love, is, is Love Lies Bleeding is my favorite album. That, that album is ranked 112 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest 2020 version of that list uh, it's, you could it's, look you could great. look at this one album and probably come up with a list of five just just from that album alone. yeah yeah I, I think you absolutely should but one in question is the title track goodbye yellow brick road so obviously joel green likes it um uh, so yellow lighting it does it table it yeah, yeah we just yeah. we just it's, it's still open for consideration i'll go yellow on that i'm gonna give yeah. a yellow to yeah. that i need to i need to think a little longer yeah i I think uh, this will be a little clearer as we get a little bit deeper yeah, into the it's catalog. It's obviously but... not the one of the three obvious ones that will certainly make the list, but I, I think that when we get all, all said and done, that's going to come in at, at four or five, and that's going to make the list. Okay, so right now we've got it yellow lit. Um, we'll just go around the table clockwise, so I would be up next, and I'm going to put um, one that I think will be an easy green light, and it's a really fine one, and that's Tiny Dancer. That's what I was going to say. Personally, I'm happy to greenlight that one as it is. An early hit uh, was released in 71 on Madman Across the Water. Uh, it only reached number 41 on the charts. Uh, and it wasn't even released as a single in the UK. Yeah. 
but it's certainly taken uh, taken a life since then. Uh, it's three times platinum, and for the millennial generation, it kind of took a new life when Almost Famous was released in two thousand. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, it again charted. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the structure of that song really embodies much of his best work. You know, just the way that it's that it's set up and um, it's it's place historically, particularly in his concerts, um, where he was wont to 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 come out and start shows with it, play the piano, um, do the same, and then the other band members would come in and join, and they would build it up until it it breaks open. Plenty of time he, to do that because it's about eight minutes before it gets to the first chorus. It's very unique. Seems like seems like we talked about that one time. We might have. About how long it took to get to the chorus. Cer- certainly Rick Beato talked about it. He has a great video of this song. Mm. When I debate. saw him, he opened with, with Benny and the Jets and did the same thing with Benny and the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Some debate about whether this is about his wife at the time. He's He said multiple things about its writing, as someone would do that had a hit 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Will you green light that one, Ben? I'm putting a green. I will also green light Tiny Dancer. Okay, so we have our first official belongs on the list. In Tiny Dancer. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. I didn't mention that. It was regularly brought up on uh, on Friends, the TV show for that for that line. I think it was a running joke with a couple of the characters. So, Uh, speaking of its longevity, um, when back in the the days of the Nintendo Wii. Um, when American Idol was at its absolute peak with Simon and Randy Jackson and Paul Abdul, they released an American Idol video game. And one of the songs that we sang on it was Tiny Dancer. That was one of the ones that was available, not as an add-on, but in stock. So that was the Elton John song that they picked. And it's really hard to sing. (laughs) As, as many of his songs are. Yes. It it might be my favorite. It's, it's, it's up there for his big hits. (laughs) Yeah. I think it is my favorite. Well, it would certainly be in running if you're making a best list. It's it's a really fine song. I think it will be my favorite of the critical five. That that's that makes sense. Jacob? Uh, so this is not personally one of my favorite songs of his, but I think that uh, personally, I think that Candle in the Wind deserves an automatic green light just because of its significance as a song. Not only was it about Marilyn Monroe, but also he made it about Princess Diana and sang it at her funeral with lyrics that was uh, tailored for for her story. I just think it has a lot of significance and history. That You're you're stepping on my feet a little bit. That was the contentious one I was going to bring up because it's not a song I I listen to very often, either version. I'm not particularly fond of it. Yeah, and and as I said, I'm not really either, but... I think it's I think it's deserving. So the the uh, Diana version he released in September '97, and uh, the global proceeds went towards Diana's charities. Um, it's the second highest selling physical single of all time, behind White Christmas. That's wild. Which is yeah, yeah that that is that is crazy. It's the highest selling single since charts began charts began in the '50s, and it sold three and a half million copies in one week. I just think, for me, and again, it's not one of my favorite songs, but I think that it's, I don't know, I think to see it as essential when it comes to Elton John. Speaking culturally of the re-release, I mean, I wasn't around 
for the original release on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road at 73. But, but speaking as someone who was an adult um, when Princess Die was, was killed in the car wreck and what global impact it had, not only Elton um, re-releasing it and making it about her, but playing it at her funeral, mm-hmm. it was such a big Watched deal. Watched by tens of millions, hundreds Everybody of millions, perhaps. Was talking about it. I tend, I tend to echo what you're saying. You know, I, I, I've never sat down. I don't think and said, I really want to hear "Candle in the Wind." Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think you can avoid it. I'm going to greenlight it. What did you do, Ben? Did you greenlight that? It's got the green. I think it has to. Well, I'm not going to be one to I mean I agree with everything that y'all have said it's not a song that I have ever chosen to listen to really probably ever will choose to listen to uh, surprisingly doesn't have just a ton of plays on Spotify which means it it hasn't had the, the longevity it looks like a lot of people aren't listening to it as much as some of the other songs to this day but uh, like you said for the cultural reasons I, I, I won't I won't yellow like this I'll go ahead and green it through just to get it on the list. It's it's not a bad song. No, um, it's not bad. And I think what I think for me what does it? I mean, the the lyrics are are quite quite good. I mean, I think it's a really well written lyrical song. Um, there's from a music standpoint, it, it's kind of straightforward. You know. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what's maybe it's that's more what about counts. the message. Yeah, maybe that's what counts in a song like that, yeah. and it shouldn't count against it. So. I'll add one other thing about it. Uh, it was released as a double A-side. And the other track, I think I actually am a little bit more fond of, and it was something about the way you look tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that the four of us are just open with that we don't have much enthusiasm for the song personally. I mean, that's what this, but this shows what this uh, exercise is all about, is trying to decide what is important to to put on a list for someone who knows nothing about Elton John. Some of it might be, it, it reminds people of, of that day. Yeah. And do you really want to go back to that day if, you know, Diana was a person that meant to a lot, meant a lot to you. Do you want to revisit that funeral, revisit that time? And maybe it's just not a, a, a song that has a lot of relations for that reason. Um, it's, it's also interesting to be, to be noted along very similar lines. Um, just speaking of cultural impact, um, Elton dedicated it to Ryan White at Farm Aid 4. Mm-hmm. And Ryan White may be a name that Jacob and Joel are not familiar with, but I guarantee Ben remembers uh, because Ryan White um, suffered from AIDS and died. He was a child. And uh, HIV and AIDS was a huge thing in the 80s. Everybody was terrified. I mean, they drummed it into us how terrifying we were afraid you didn't you know they knew how it was spread but you weren't real sure and if you got hiv you got aids and died and there were children dying and and Alton really put out uh, a big message from that and dedicated it to him and that is remembered so that's another uh cultural type type thing that was pretty important so the song keeps cropping up and when it does it becomes huge even if it's now kind of isn't that amazing, though, how this is completely irrelevant? <laughs> the HIV now is not a death sentence anymore. No, no. In fact, I saw recently someone has, I mean, 
been considered cured of HIV. Yes, they can they can get it to non-detectable and, levels. And not just non-detectable, but like they said cured. So not even as I know for a while we've had people who have gotten their virus their viral count so low that they don't consider them to have it. But just amazing. Well, it's but, amazing how far and, it's come since when we were 30 kids 40 because, years. Yeah. How you know. how that's changed. More on that in the uh Dr. Fauci episode. That we <laughs> <laughs> hey, cultural significance. Here we go. Okay. Maybe we so we're Fauci's back around, Ben. Uh, you as the moderator, what do you got? Well, I'm going to step into Stanley Goodspeed's shoes from the uh, movie Con Air. And do you like the Elton John song, Rocket Man? Because it's you. Rocket Man uh, is, is an instant green for me. <clears throat> that has to be on the list. Green light. Up to six in the U.S. on the Billboard Hot 100. Three times platinum. It's been parodied countless amount of times and also covered plenty of times. In particular, you need to listen to the William Shatner version. Yes. <laughs> His unintentionally funny yes. spoken word version, which I think was from, was the Sci-Fi Awards? or was a, Yes. Which Strange was also parodied. I've seen parodied, uh, including once on Family Guy. Yeah, Stewie Griffin parodied the the William Shatner spoken word <laughs> version yeah. on Family Guy, which double is parody. Yes, a, a double the rare double parody. <laughs> he did. Uh, he played this at Bowie's funeral, and he did a mashup with Space Oddity. Uh, if you haven't ever seen that, it's pretty cool. Is is Elton John the primary other musician funeral? Or, yeah, uh, or celebrity funeral guy. <laughs> he's the go-to sir for eulogies. <laughs> so everybody has greenlit that one except me. Um, not one of my favorites. Um, it's fine, but I, I I see no reason not to greenlight it. So it's in. So we're so far we have three, three out of five. And, got... and I'm gonna put another song out there that's probably gonna be an instant green light for everybody also. Okay, go ahead. And that's gonna be your song. I think is gonna be a, a pretty much instant green light. Uh, obviously, was huge. So a neat little fact about that song: uh, it was first given to Three Dog Night. He was touring with them in March of '70. Uh, he was the opening act, um, and he said, "You can record this and." And they said, this, this is an excellent song. We want to give it to you and kind of um, launch your career. He did. And he was. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of that song, actually, by now. But I, I'm going to give it a green line just because it's... It needs to be on yeah, the list. Yeah, it needs to be on the list. <laughs> that, I really am I'm kind of tired of hearing it, but... Well, you can tell everybody. This is not my song. <laughs> The B-side was uh, Take Me to the Pilot. I love, I love Take, Take Me to the Pilot. Probably one of my favorite Take songs. Take Me to the Pilot is awesome. Yeah, sometimes it's hard with these songs to, to really grade them. Songs like this that have just, you've heard a billion times, you, you tend to degrade them because you've heard them so often. Yeah. But that shouldn't weaken the song if you've heard it too many times. Right. I just, I've just, it's just never done anything for me from the very beginning. I mean, I realize that's not what we're talking about here. Do we have a yellow light coming? But I'm going to yellow light your oh, song here oh, because oh. I, we've got some things, we've got some things to consider. Well, I think that I was going to possibly try to hold up the last song because we're getting a lot of similar stuff here. 
It, uh, actually, I guess I should wait on saying that. Are you gonna Are you gonna red light this? I'm only I'm, I'm yellow lighting it. I'm, I'm not saying it's a no. But which other I, one did we yellow light? Goodbye, uh, Yellow, Brick, yellow Road. Brick Road. So both hmm. of mine have been yellow lighted. Um, okay. Um, and I take that personally. <laughs> and, I, and I took that personally. <laughs> I ate <the> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna put forth. I'm going to put forth, don't let the sun go down on me. Um, that is a, a number two hit. And it is, it's one of, it's one of the stronger piano driven ballad songs. And it was actually um, popular twice because when I was in high school, he re-recorded a live version or, or actually George, George Michael recorded a live version and Elton came out, and they duetted together on it, and it became popular again in the early 90s after being a number two hit in 74. I think it's a pretty solid Elton number. So what so, we're saying about Dua Lipa, he was doing this in the 90s. Yeah. That wasn't too long after Faith was released. He's, yes. finding, he's finding hits uh, and hit makers, and he's, he's, he's re-releasing his tracks for new generations. Mm-hmm. Something to be said for that. And it happened, you know, 20 years after the fact. I think I'm going (laughs) to... I think I'm going to change my yellow light, or I'm going to change my green light on your song to a yellow light. I'm going to give a green light to to, uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. I think think that that song deserves to be on the list more than your song and and more than Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, in my opinion. Well, they're similar in some ways. And that they are piano. I mean, I understand all of them are piano. I mean, because you know, Sir Elton plays a piano, but that one of the, that style of piano-driven ballad is that's the best one, and they're all good. And unlike some of the others, it's quite percussive, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy drums. At the end mm-hmm. of the song, you just don't hear that on too many Elton tracks. Very theatrical. Oh, that's that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, reason, very, I, it's very dramatic, you know, especially as it comes to the end. I'm going to give it the green. Wow. I just, I, I, I don't see how you can put that on there before your song. I like it more than your song, mm-hmm. but your song is a bigger song to me. So, from the standpoint of culture, your song, number I, I eight, think, but it was the first one. And the continued success is shown in, by how frequently it's played. has been popular current you know remains popular and it gets streamed a lot (laughs) well you know i'm i'm surprised at you because i I know what you're doing you're trying to make sure you make room for your favorite track crocodile rock (laughs) if i never hear crocodile rock again it'll be too soon (laughs) (laughs) when joel when joel was at the concert you know he was texting me occasionally um and i got a text all the same he's like Am I wrong for not liking Crocodile Rock? And I'm like, absolutely not. I just wanted to make sure because when he started playing Crocodile Rock, the place exploded. And I'm like, I'm going to go get something to drink and some nachos. (laughs) You got 30,000 people going, la! Yes, you you did. And they had those, nowadays they do those LED wristbands, you know, Uh concerts. And so it was hitting flashes of color with every la 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 and it was probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen uh, but you know be that as it may some people just show up for the crowd pleasers 
Well, he, no. played, he played almost exclusively crowd pleasers. Yeah. He played the hits. It's easy for him to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, he can do 30 of them. So you're you're going to hold on I, I'm don't let the hold song go down. Because I think the cultural relevance of your song is is important enough that I, I think your okay. song deserves it. So that could be a five. Just a small piece of data. Don't let the sun go down on me. Did go to number one. And the your second song, time? The second time. Uh huh. And your song peaked out at number eight. Okay. So, uh, bigger chart success for Sun Go Down on Me. I want to throw another wrench in this and say that we need we need a tumbleweed connection on this list. We need something country. We need something different. And I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this out for almost no reason because I think it's going to be not taken well, but I think we need to put country comfort on this list. I love country comfort. Because... I love it. Because it is something that is different from all the other songs we've reinlighted. We have some topping Western imagery in here, something that he enjoyed. And you have this weird juxtaposition as well from Elton John's on stage, uh, his, his dress, his demeanor, his whole thing. And then he's singing songs about soon the pines will be falling everywhere and village children find each other for their shares. And all this, like all the imagery of something completely different. And burn down the missions on that on that record as well. I think I, it's, love I think it's a very strong record. Yeah, I, but, but I don't think Country Comfort is going to make it. I'm gonna yellow light that. I just wanted to throw that out there because it is something that is. I really like Country Comfort, and if I was making a show off Elton's diversity list, maybe that would it would make it. But I can't see. I can't see but putting that, it. That, that's how I approach. Yeah. This is how can I how can I show you a little of everything? That, oh, that's that, not a bad approach. So. I just have a hard time using the word critical to describe it. Even though I like it very much. So then really we could just have your song and um well there's at least one other song that we need to at least have a discussion about. Well, there's a couple of other songs still. <laughs> one one is is right in the front of my mind. Yeah, well and it's Ben's, it's Ben's turn. turn. Yeah. I guess I kind of interjected but No, it was your turn. Oh, it was. Cuz I did not let the sun go down on me. It is Ben's turn. It's Ben's yeah, turn. And that's the one I was going to to say as well. I mean, we have to talk about that. That's going to have to be on the list. There's, you can't leave that off this list. As, as we it, mentioned on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, yeah, uh, he debuted the song on Soul Train, and he didn't think it was strong enough to be a single. But we often hear the live version. That was mm-hmm. the version he played at Live Aid. Um. Number one song for several weeks, two times platinum, and it's been covered by a ton of artists. Number it's one been... for one week, but 16 weeks on the charts. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. Uh, it's been covered by Rod Stewart and Lady Gaga and Mary J. Blige and Beastie Boys. It's just, it's a song that people would say, do you know, you like these Elton John songs? Well, this is my favorite. I know you like these songs. So it's the, it's the uncool, cool song to be on the list. And it's a little bit different than the other songs, and to, to get a little variety on the list, considering the relevance, that's a green light for me. I love Biddy and the Jets, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great all the way around. We have three on the list so far. This would put us at four. We've got a green and a green, 
Um, Jacob, where are you sitting on this one? I'm not the one talking right now. <laughs> what do you think? I want to know what you think first. Oh, I thought you gave it a green. I didn't yet. He see. I he, love he, it. He was giving the sandwich compliment. Mm. I do. He's, I love he's it. Starting it with something good, and um, he's, he's going to say pump the, the brakes. The butt was coming. Mm. But <laughs> tell us about your big butts. Yes. I'm going to regret green lighting Rocket Man. <laughs> and it's too late. It's <laughs> Why is it too late? Because we've green lit around and that's it's, the rules. It's in. Oh, it's in. It's in. Turning back. Huh? Because I'm, we're going to end up with yes. a list that doesn't have Don't Let the Sun Go Down. <laughs> and this podcast will be seven hours long. Yeah. I'm, I'll green light Biddy of the Jets. You have to. Done. Stamp it. Uh... I don't mean to be so on the nose, but for time's sake, I think I am going to give it a green light as well. What do you mean for time's sake? Who's worried about time? Well, we have four of these to do, and we're already at 40 minutes. Well, we, th- since hey, when does that matter? But listen, we could you could do a two-parter on this. Well, like, it, it may one be. One of Ben and one of y'all's, and then... We'll see what happens. You could Are we having fun? We're having a great time. Great Are time. you, the listener, having fun? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. So that's, that's Hi, four Alan. songs. That's four Verde songs. That's four. Is, is that a green? So, okay. All right, so now it's, it's my turn. The, what? It's my turn. Oh, I thought you did Benny and the Jets. He did Benny and the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, you you, you mentioned that there was one and then he did. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Red light. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> not, not one of my favorite songs, but we'll put it out for discussion. Don't go breaking my heart. Red light. Red light. <laughs> I appreciate it. It has to be brought up. But but it, it needs to be at least mentioned. It does. So that's fine. We can red light hit. that. It does. We it's can karaoke hit. we can karaoke red light that. But um, uh, is that I, his I didn't biggest admit. number one hit? Because it was four weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it needed to be mentioned, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, not one of my favorites either. But it, you, it is a karaoke staple. It is. You could talk me into it. I I don't like the song, but you could talk me into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think there's we're getting over now. I mean, yeah. If if there's ten if there's ten songs, that one's going to be on it. Mm-hmm. We're getting over now into into objective quality, I think, or subjective quality, as I, the case may be, because I'm, there are quali- there are big songs that are of that we would judge to be of higher quality from a music criticism standpoint. So, I'm, how many yellows do we have at this point? We have three. Um, don't go breaking my heart. We have Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, your song, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Um, the one I the one I'm gonna put up next is Philadelphia Freedom. Ooh. Well that's a great song. It's a really, a really great song. song. Um, you get the that mid seventies, um, all almost pre disco feel to it. And how many green lights do we have? Uh, we have, we have four. We only have one so more song. This makes it really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, number one hit for two weeks, 17 weeks on the charts. As far as weeks on the charts, the only other song that was on the chart for 17 weeks from Elton was Little Genie, which I don't even know. Let me ask. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I need for, for my sake. Let's go over the green lights we have one more time. <clears throat> Tiny Dancer, Candle in the Wind, Rocket Man, Benny and the Jets. Okay. I'm going to red light that because... I'm flat red lighting. Flat red wow. lighting that. I'm advocating now for don't let the sun go down. Well, that's that's a different question. Well, that doesn't it doesn't matter if what the question is. If oh, that's true. So so you're just going to he's use the red light as him. a black ball. You're just blackballing now. As he's entitled to do. Oh, okay. I I think I could be persuaded to to put the, don't let is, the sun this, go down on me. But I think this might pose an issue in the future 
that we should not be so quick to green light things. Well, I mean, I, I don't really because feel bad about green lighting any of it. Uh, even the one that's my least favorite, Rocket Man. We're going to make a list of five songs that has at least two songs on it that none of us is very fond of. Is this not what I said about Elton John? Okay, so Red Light for Philadelphia Freedom. I love Philadelphia Freedom. Shout out to Philadelphia Freedom. Freedom. Great song. Great song. And that might be my favorite. I think I've said that three times. Really? Yes, yes. I love that tune. That's a great tune. Mm -hmm. You know what else I love? What? Leave On. Yeah, Levon's yeah. great. I enjoy Levon a lot. Levon has a, is not going to make this too. list. But Levon I, has I a special Levon. place in in my heart because the first time I went to see Steely Dan in 2000 on the Two Against Nature tour, I won tickets. I'd already bought tickets, but I won tickets on KZPS 92.5 in Dallas um, with a trivia question. What is the name of, in, in the Elton John song, Levon, what is the name of Levon's father? And I called in and got through and said, I know the answer to that. It is Alvin, Alvin Tostig. Tostig. Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of sitting in the lawn, I got to sit in seats. Did you Google the answer? Um, I absolutely did not in the year 2000. <laughs> um, but I was just happy that my computer was still working after Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Philadelphia Freedom's a no. Jacob, you want to introduce something else or throw? No, I think we, we need not think, introduce anything no, else. No, I think I the mean... answer's on the board. Okay, so it's Goodbye Yellowbird Road. Your song, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, or Don't Go Back on My No one thinks that we should consider at all, any way, shape, or form, because it is different. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Um, I like it, but if I can think of a cover that I like better than in the original version, it won't be on my list. And I love the Who's cover of, <laughs> of, I, I of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Okay, I, I think I could I could be persuaded to... Because I think musically, it obviously is a better song than your song. I just, I saw how much people, the general public loves your you're, song. You're right. You're right. Well, can we whittle it down to those two for I the think, fifth option? I think that's reasonable. Your song or Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. And, and given the fact that it's a hit two different times in you know, 20 years apart, I'm going to give the nod. I mean, I, I mean, I no surprise I suggested it, but Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me is, is the choice. Uh, for me, I, I think that's okay. I, Let it me is throw this song. in there. This might be the, the, uh, the tiebreaker. It did win a Grammy. Hmm. Oh, it did. It did. I did not realize that. Okay. Well, I think I was the only one that yellow lighted that song. So I, I think that. And at the time, not a bad idea. I think it's close, but uh, I, I can be persuaded to green light that, and that, and that would give us our five. Yeah, we got it. Okay, five. we did it. Yay! Go so, over the list. The critical listens from Sir Elton John for you to tell your friends who've been living on, under a rock or on Mars where it's not the kind of place to raise your kids. <laughs> it's um, from Reggie. <laughs> yes. Tiny Dancer, Candle in the Wind, Rocket Man, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and Benny and the Jets. How do you feel about how that turned out, Ben, for the yeah, artist you brought? It's, it's, I think that's the five that I would have thought we would pick. Um, when I was just kind of putting together the library and like I said, going in, there's all of my favorites that he did that I just couldn't put on that list. Um, we've mentioned most of them. I, I really love the song he did. I forget what the name of the album. The one, the one you're all I ever needed. Baby, you're the one great tune about 1992. Also, um, that song, that album had a song 
Uh, I guess I Miss Just Love Between a Father and His Son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, something like that. That was a good one. And it had a great duet with Eric Clapton called Runaway Train, which is yeah, a yeah. great that's 90s a, that's a good one. Clapton-Elton John collab. And when you have an artist of this scale, it's it's really hard to pare it down to five. Yeah. So this was we got it out of the way first. first. No, that's that's <laughs> excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, if I'm if I'm doing a favorite list, I am putting Burn Down the Mission. Yeah. I am putting um, Love Lies Bleeding because I love Love Lies Bleeding. Live bleeding. Lies bleeding. It's easier to. He played that also live. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's, cool it's a popular. I mean, if we're doing a favorites that. list, I mean, Honky Cat is like a fringe Red candidate. Light. <laughs> Red light on a personal favorite. <laughs> there is not a bigger radio changer than Honky Cat. Get back. So, Honky Cat. Cat. No, you better get back to the woods. No, Country Comfort for me, that's a favorite. I, I, yeah. And I support that choice. All, all things uh, excellent. considered. Excellent. This is. This is an excellent discussion on Elton John. Uh, let us know. What do you think? Um, are we terribly wrong? Did we overlook something that we haven't even realized? Let us know. And we will toss the football around the table. Joel, what artist have you brought for our Critical Listens episode? <laughs> so uh, I, I went back and forth on, on a couple of people. Really, I considered three artists. But uh, just because we haven't talked about them much on the podcast and because of their huge huge uh impact musically through the 70s in america uh go from from england back to america and we'll talk about eagles uh, they, oh there's they, a shocker oh henry's gonna love this his blood is gonna be boiling <laughs> finally long. finally i'm getting my due here <laughs> you should have chosen an artist that you enjoy I, listen. <laughs> Whoa, just take it easy, Turn man. Turn up the Eagles. The neighbors are listening. <laughs> I I love Eagles. I didn't grow up listening to the Eagles because, Dad, you were sick of listening to the Eagles when I was growing up. You yeah. didn't want to listen to the Eagles. We, you, we talked you, about that. But you went through a period in your teenage where all you were listening to was Eagles. Uh, I, my junior year of high school, I learned the entire Eagles catalog in about two months. Mm-hmm. Every word to just about every song. And that was all you were listening to at that As time. we discussed yes. on a previous episode when, when Joel brought up Eagles, he, he was very sore at me when he discovered them, and he was like, "Why haven't you? Why didn't you not introduce this to us?" And what he's saying is exactly right. I just got burnt out on it because they never went away. Yeah. And they broke up in 1980 or 81 and, and never went away. It was everybody loved the Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, or loved the Eagles when I was in junior high, and that's the late 80s. And then they came back mm-hmm. when hell froze over. Yeah. and then they had another album. So they've just Long remained remained mm-hmm. in the in the public consciousness. Yeah. I think it's a worthy a, a, a worthy this, choice. But this may turn out to be more contentious than Elton John. If, it may be. I, I think it will. <laughs> I, I, I hope don't know. it is. <laughs> it, there might be. Of course, the Eagles they got their start. Glenn Fry and and Don Henley. Don Henley, who's from this neck of the woods, also is a massive jerk. We've talked a lot about old Don. Yeah. So, his fine drumming prowess. Oh, fine. He's <laughs> not a great drummer, but they, they met. Uh, as when they were uh, in the band for Linda Ronstadt, and yep. that's kind of how they they met, and uh, really close with Jackson Brown, who we might talk about some in this discussion. <laughs> 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 might might come up again, <laughs> maybe yeah, not. Uh, and a lot of different members over the years. They they have a really unique history and lineup changes, and had a lot of drama as a band, which is always entertaining and fun to, to read about them. Uh, Unquestionable but, top five rock music documentaries. Maybe oh, the best oh, that one was I've an amazing, fantastic incredible, documentary. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. 
You must watch not, that. Even it, if you're it, only a marginal fan of Eagles, you need to watch it. It's, it's long. It's like four hours. Yeah. It's, it's and I was hours, riveted. Is it still on Netflix? It's not. Not on See, Netflix. See, I, I have a memory of watching it because it was when Sarah got her wisdom teeth removed and I sat at her apartment with her for an entire day straight mm -hmm. and I just watched the entire day. I was glued to the TV yeah. for that entire it, four hours. absolutely mesmerized. Stuff. It's great. Yeah. They uh, it started, uh, Bernie Ledden was with them. For a while, Randy Meisner, Randy Meisner, sorry, played bass for him. Of course, he later left and was replaced by Poco's Timothy B. Schmidt, who we'll talk about him. I hope, mm, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, may or may not make the cut there. But uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, uh, of course, they had a uh, added Don Felder for Don Felder the was, on the border album was added to, to play guitar, and then of course they added. One of the greatest rock guitarists of all time, Joe Walsh. Ringo's brother-in-law. Ringo's mm. brother-in-law, Joe Walsh. Not at the time. Who, now. which, when they released Hotel California, which is objectively probably their best album. Uh, I think that's pretty easy yeah, to had, yeah, agree with. Had uh, Glenn Fry, uh, Joe Walsh, Don Felder, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, and Don Henley was but can, there. But can we just stop right there? Perhaps their best lineup. And just... Think about how incredible that lineup is. It's an incredible yeah. lineup. And I know we're hard on on we we give Don Henley a hard time about his drumming. At this but, point, it's shtick. But but yeah. I mean, just think about all all of them as a group, especially the guitar work. Mm -hmm. The just I, it is an incredible lineup of musicians. The, the trading guitar solo on Hotel California is one of the greatest I mean, moments in in rock music. As mm -hmm. as contentious as as uh, as Fingers Felder was in the band. It's still pretty salty. The, yeah, and it's, but him and Joe Walsh and just all of their guitar work is just incredible. Yeah, it's indeed incredible. they were Doolin Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hey, Keith, yeah, that's that's the other interesting thing about I mean because really, their their objective and particularly Bernie Ledden, um, whose brother Tom was in Mud Crutch with Tom Petty. Indeed. Um, they oh, were to be a country rock band in the vein of the burrito brothers or things like that you know fine burrito brothers so uh, it it really changed as as things went on because you've got a a literal country concept album in their second release with desperado mm -hmm. you know but then you get to one of these nights and then it starts to it kind of is like a mesh and then you come well, out on the on other the, side and even with on the border yeah you got some more it rocks a little bit harder they've got some things in the middle there but by the time you get to Hotel California, you know, it's it's a rock band uh, that does ballads, well, it, too. It yeah. reminds me of the quote from that documentary when they when they added Joe Walsh. Harmonies aren't going to be as good, but boy, are we going to kick some ass, <laughs> is, what, is what Glenn Fry said. You have one, and, of, one, of the great, yeah. one of the great pop rock voices in Don Henley. Yes. Oh, and, phenomenal. And, and Glenn Fry. And yeah. you won't find, a, you won't find, hardly you won't find a greater songwriting duo than than uh, than uh, Fry and, and Henley. I mean, they're incredible. Mm. They were they were cranking them out. There's no doubt. Um, yeah, this what... is this is about to be a fight. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and put. I, I've given a lot of fringers. None of my selections have made the list. Uh, this one will make the list. Uh, I'll let you all kind of bring up what you want to bring up. I'm going to say Hotel California. It's obviously an instant green light for everybody. Green light. Let's move on. And move on to our second song because 
Obviously, you can't give an Eagles list without including Hotel California. Yeah, that's it's agreed. The original For, rock cut or the acoustic re-release in the night. Both are great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> both are great. Uh, but, As a song, you can you can have both of them because it's the same song. Okay. Yes. But, <laughs> but Hotel California is obviously one of, if not the biggest American rock music moment it it's right it, up there it's, it, it perhaps is the greatest that, american yes. rock song that's a great for me it needs to be on the list yeah, it's got no that question. warm smell of kalitas yeah. <laughs> rising <laughs> up through the air rises up through the air yeah <laughs> and a reference to steely dan and all a good to steely dan which they responded to mm-hmm. <laughs> and and had a so it's fun stuff is it my turn Did, i it. assume y'all have green lit Hotel. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, it was yeah, around yeah. the table oh, instantly. All right, well, there we go. Um, so I'm I'm going to put forth <clears throat> for my selection the Disco Strangler from The Long Run. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that because that's not even my favorite B-track on there, which would be The Greeks Don't Want No Freaks, Ooh. which is really the one I should but put But we have forth. one in the NBA right now. <laughs> we yes. do have a Greek freak. We do have a Greek freak. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say we can't cover a lot of ground. Um, okay. My <laughs> Strangely enough, we'll also come up on the Dr. Fauci podcast. <laughs> okay. Along um, with the Eiffel Tower, no yes. doubt. Rather than... You know, he mentioned Jackson Brown earlier. I'm going to go ahead and just throw Take It Easy out there. Uh, that's that's not a matter of That's the first the first one. It was not a number one hit, but it was the first release. wasn't even the biggest hit from their their first album, but uh, it's a fantastic classic song. So how important is "Take It Easy"? So much so that this summer when we were on vacation, I saw a sign that said, when we were driving through uh, Arizona that said Winslow, and I said we're going. We're going to stop just to go to the corner and find the statue and stand on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was such a fine sight to see. It was. I have That's no, the I only have... verse that uh, Glenn Fry contributed to is that was that verse. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford slowing down to look at me. Otherwise, is the that, rest of that is, is Jackson Brown. Is that Jackson Brown and Glenn Fry and J.D. Souther? I thought he had something to do with it as well. Yeah, perhaps he did. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So that's that's my I'm gonna put that one out there. I'm I'm gonna yellow this. I'm gonna I agree with you. I, I understand. I can't. I understand. The reason I'm gonna do that is because it's just Jackson Brown and Glenn Fry, by the way. Yeah, okay. I just saw that. No Souther. Souther. I the reason that I'm gonna yellow like this is because otherwise I think we're gonna get to their five songs and this is gonna be done. I agree with you. So I'm gonna yellow light it so we can at least talk about six or seven. I songs. think I think that's a good. <laughs> Here I am trying to give a green light so quickly, but you're taking my own advice from last time. That's and I was going to do the same you, thing. You didn't agree to the disco strangler. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and and Ben, I was going to do the same thing just because learning from what we did last time, we greenlit some greenlit some stuff early, and we had a hard time. Eagles have five number one hits uh, in their catalog. Uh, this was not one of them. It peaked at number twelve, yes. I believe. It was on the charts for eight weeks uh, there. I do think it deserves to be considered, and I think it might end up making the list. Uh, but for now, I'm going to yellow light it. I think we have a couple of number one hits that at least two, you know, two more of those number one hits need to be on this list first before we think about this. The the two reasons that one. I mentioned it were also actually for the same reason they're yellow lighting it is because I wanted to go away from one of the potential number one hits early, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to give it some give it some, some longevity flavor. in the discussion. But because it does contain, without being overtly country-sounding, it does contain a more country rock feel, which was the intention of the early band. Mm-hmm. As a band and, I, and I feel like it's pretty important to include something from that as representative of what they are. And that's, ex- that's exactly where I'm coming from as well. We, we need diversity, in my opinion. We need diversity in musical sound. Yeah, especially if it's, because I mean, indicative of the purpose of the band. I mean, again, that's what they wanted to be. That's why Bernie led and left, you know. Yeah. It, because we've already talked about their progression from a country rock sort of thing to a, a pop rock situation, which was selling out stadiums, all this stuff. Like, they made it to the top. And so that's why I would like to put forth for my... Um, my selection, if you don't mind me moving on. From no, no, no. I, I don't think there's any uh, well, discussion. That was, it easy. Oh, well, did you did you do? Yeah. Take it, oh, okay. I, I want I want to mention a number one hit. I'm gonna just just say outright that it's my favorite Ingalls song, although I can't tell you why. It just is, and that's I can't tell you why. Not a number one hit. I believe hit. it was a number it one. It was hit. not. No. Oh, number eight. Number eight. Okay, well, I, I'm mistaken, but I'm still I'm still leaving that as my song. I think that it's important to again to show the the diversity and show the progression because "Take It Easy" is on their first album, and um, I can't tell you why is on their last album. It is a Timothy Schmidt uh, lead vocal. It has great work on guitar by uh, by Glenn Fry. It has marginal drumming. It has marginal drumming that we love to make fun of. <laughs> it also has great uh, keyboard work by Joe Walsh. I just think that it's a beautiful song. Um, I think it deserves a place on the list for just because of the diversity alone. I imagine that I'll be shot down, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I'm going to use the same thinking. I'm going to yellow it because I, I think I would lean towards take it easy before that song's inclusion. So I'm going to put, I'm going to table it because I, I think that we need to have a discussion with those two songs and probably one or two other. I agree it, with that, that logic. And that, yeah. that being said though, obviously when it's our turn to say a song, we would probably lead off by saying we want it on the list not lead off by saying it's a yellow light. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that we should discuss it. I was just, cons- I thought maybe somebody would just give it a red light to begin with. Uh, I don't think it's light. worthy of a red light. No, it, it's no. worthy of consideration for sure. No, the the only problem is, and it is one of my favorites. I don't know that it's my very favorite, but it would be in contention for my very favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's long been been that. Um, there is at least one other song from that album that deserves to be put on there before it, and maybe two, and that's what makes it hard for me to just jump right in on it, even though I really love it. So I'm going to throw out one of their number ones. For me, it's a slam dunk. We'll go around the table and see if everyone agrees. Uh, and that's one of these nights. So it was after the inclusion of Don Felder and uh, the band agreed that out, that record would not have been the same without him. Um, I believe he came up with the bass line at the start of that song uh, and the guitar solo. Uh, to me, that's, that's essential Eagles listening. Yeah, it, it is essential. It needs to be on the list. Uh, great vocal performance from Don Henley, and it needs to be on the list. I'm going to green light that. Yeah, 
I I don't have anything to add except green light. <laughs> it's it's a phenomenal it's a, it's a phenomenal it's a, song. Amazing piece of work. No. It's it's great. The whole mood of that song is is different. This is me not having anything to add. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole mood and feel of that song is completely different from anything that they had done before. Yes, they had some harder rocking stuff on on um, uh, on the border, but when one of these nights comes along, it really kicks off the 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 rocking eagles, <laughs> if you will, and it's absolutely green light to me. I really love this song because it's a classic look at how you can layer layer parts on top of mm-hmm. one another. There, there must be four or five. I'm not listening to it. Haven't listened to it in in a, in a bit. But you know, just at the beginning there, there's like three separate guitar parts going on at one time, layered on top of the bass, and then you just have everybody come in. I, I think it is a, I think it is a, a masterpiece of a rock song. I think I would give it a, a green light as well. I did it. All right. I mean, I I can't say enough about Don Henley's vocal performance on. And you know, up to that all point, about vocals too. I mean, it's really great. Yeah, up to that point, most of the songs were still Glenn Fry being singing. I think this song really is a shift in the band. And later on, they did most of their bigger hits were were Don Henley songs. Am I right about that? Uh, I have to. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna say no. It's pretty fifty fifty. I mean, Witchy Woman was 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 uh, that was Henley. But Take It Easy um, is Glenn Fry. Peaceful Easy Feeling is Glenn Fry. Desperado was Don Henley. That's true too. Tequila Sunrise though was Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. New uh, Kid in Town. New Kid. Well, no, that's lighter. New, but yes, yeah, that's already Glenn gone Fry. is Glenn Fry. The best of my love is Don. Oh, that's true. Um, it's, it's, I think it's I fairly split. It is, it is fairly split. But I guess it's more of a shift in in the band. The sound of the band here definitely takes a shift. Yeah, a because you don't have a lot of that country stuff left at all. No. I mean, on um, there are still some country influences on on the border. I guess what I what I think about is the his country big, eagles. His big afro. Yeah, <laughs> the country quote unquote eagles. I I think more of of uh, Glenn Fry's vocals and the rocky. Mid seventies Eagles, I think more of uh, Don Henley vocals. I mean, that's that. I can understand why. I, I think their sounds, that. the the way their vocals sound, uh, is tailored to that those genres. That I, I think that's why I, I think in that way. But yeah, uh, obviously both of them are phenomenal vocalists. But uh, you mentioned New Kid in Town. That's going to be my next pick. It was a number, another number one. Spent uh, several months in the charts. Uh, New Kid in Town is actually my personal favorite Eagles song. I think it's phenomenal. It's a Glenn Fry song. Uh, great electric piano work. There's some beautiful guitar work in there by Don Great guitar too. work. It's a fantastic it's really song. really fantastic work there. Uh, great vocal performance. I mean, I mean, what else can be said? I think it's a wow. I think it's a masterpiece. It's a number one hit. I think it's it's a little bit different some, than Hotel California one of these nights. I, I think we're pulling a little bit. On the other edge of of the country, we're, we're, a little you can hear a little bit of that influence in there. There's still a, there's still a slight country feel. It's to very kid, slight. It's to, very slight. To new you kid can, in town. You're, you're is that a JD? That may be Glenn Fry and JD Souther. That, that's possible. 
but you, you can feel a little bit of that that influence in that song, and I think it belongs on the list. Yes, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and J.D. Souther. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would like to yellow light that one so we can have further discussion. I just It'll I'm, be I'm, hard for me not to green light. I'm throwing Kevin that Town. out there. Um, so I'll... I'll put out Heartache tonight. It's another no, song no, I need number to one hit. What did Ben do with New Kid in Town? Did you green light that uh, or did you yellow um, it? I'm going to green light it. So Jacob's our only yellow on okay. New Kid. But one yellow is, is all we need. Yeah. Heartache, heartache tonight is where I'm going. That is a tough one. I love that song. It's the number one hit. Yeah. Off of the same album that I Can't Tell You Why is. No, it, it was no. Yes, I can't it, tell you why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was thinking about your and and, that, and yeah. I like that song because it's it's kind of a callback to the country stuff. It's a late song that kind of has a callback to some of those harmonies and things from the early yeah. days. Song did win a uh, Grammy for best rock performance. It, it, it's interesting. It's so Glenn Fry, that song. I mean, like it. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of his solo work. And I mean, if I have to pick, while I I like Don Henley's solo work, and particularly the end of the Innocence is a fantastic, fantastic album. Mm. You were just telling me was... how Dirty Laundry is probably your yeah. favorite. Yeah. Oh, song absolutely! <laughs> I was kicking them when they're up and kicking them when they're down. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I really do like the end of the Innocence. It's a fantastic record. But for for full solo career output, give me Glenn Fry. I, I've always been more of a Glenn Fry type, and this is a Glenn Fry song. You ever notice how much Don Henley looks like Charlie Sheen on the cover of Innocence? <laughs> 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 Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. See, only He's the, got the little. He's yeah, no. Charlie Sheen. Yes, I was like, what was going on with that hair here in the early '90s? But you're not wrong, and only on Seth's do you get these kind of observations. <laughs> yeah. Don Henley, you Tiger from. Blood, winning. <laughs> Unplug it. We can't handle it. <laughs> Heartache tonight, Jacob. What are you are you gonna it's number one hit, man. Tough man. So we we we've got Hotel California and we've got to take it easy. No, Hotel no, California one, one of these nights. One of these nights. Sorry, yeah. I'm having trouble keeping up here. I mean it's that would be three, so we'd have two more. I'm thinking about I'm thinking selfishly about um I can't tell you why. I don't think I can. I I think I can't tell you why is is going to not make the cut. I hate to say that. Sad. I love it. I, I think it's going to be up for the fifth one for me, because I've got four that I think are absolute locks. Yes, I th- and I think this is one of the absolute locks. I'm. This is going to be a, a green light for me. I can tell you. I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you I can, why. That I can tell you. Stupendous <laughs> <laughs> song. P- perhaps the greatest Eagle song maybe ever. <laughs> Stupendous. Listened remarkable. to by millions and millions and it's, millions of people. Uh, that yeah, I can yeah. tell you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to say that, but I say it. More on that on our Dr. Fauci episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I am going to green light. Um, green light that one. Green light. Uh, All right. Talk it out. Oh, we got a winner. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. Okay. Three in the can. All right, Jacob. Can I just 
sort of casually throw out a couple just for discussion. Funky New Year? Is no one going to talk about a peaceful, easy feeling? Uh, I'm not, because I hate it. No, I'm, I'm just... Black joking. ball! I'm just, I'm just joking, by the way. But, I mean, some that come to mind, like maybe Old 55. I love Old 55. Yeah, it's a Tom Waits song, though. Or, uh, yeah. I mean, or, it's great. I love it. Already Gone comes Already to mind. Already Gone is great. I mean, that's, that's like a... That's a really... That's a pretty good example to me of a, of a fusion country and rock sort of situation. Already Gone is awesome. I, I like Already Gone. Oh, but come on. It, there's not much to it. I'm not, it's I'm, fine. I'm not putting my full weight. I don't weight, dislike it. But. I'm not putting my full weight behind those two. I'm just, just saying, like, does it is it worth discussion? Is it not? I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of yellow lighting it as I, as I put it out there. Suggesting already gone is completely reasonable. It's it's a popular song. It's top forty yet. Is anybody going to talk about "Take It to the Limit"? I mean, it again, needs to be talked about. Again, know? this is a particular yellow light for me. Take it to the limit, but I think maybe it, maybe somebody else would have brought it up. I don't know. I think but, New Kid needs to make. Can it we before can we put limit. "Take It" on uh, another song from one of these nights along with "Take It to the Limit" that we should um, kind of take together. They're not going to make it, but they need to be mentioned. And that is After the Thrill is Gone. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love yeah. After the Thrill is Gone. Maybe my favorite song on one that's, of these nights. That's a good, that's a good one um, as well. It's, you, Lion Eyes is your favorite song. No, also <laughs> hate Lion Eyes. Um, shouldn't hate Lion Eyes. Let's not Lion Eyes, Lion Eyes, okay? You shouldn't hate it. <laughs> let's not Lion Eyes, you, you Lion Eyes. It, it can be I like, heard what you did. <laughs> it, it can, Lion Eyes can be like Candle in the Wind. but that You're not going to listen to it, but Kevin, come on. No, I, I just I dislike that song so much that I wouldn't want to say to somebody else. Here's five Eagles songs you should listen to. I mean, and one of them is Lion I, don't, I wouldn't greenlight it, but if a princess to... dies and okay, Lion Eyes is played at her funeral, <laughs> I owe you five dollars. <laughs> I just sorry, I wasn't speaking culturally there. <laughs> you know. After the thrill is gone, they both sing lead. They trade off. It's yeah. really, really it's, good. It's a good song. It's I, mean, I mean, that is it, that is a ballad that we don't have on here, especially if y'all are gonna shot, shoot down. Um, you know. I mean, I I really love. I can't tell you why, but if I was going to pick something in that vein, I would probably pick something that showcases Don and Glenn before I would the guy that was just there for one album. And I think that's what's in the hurt original take run. It to, take it to the limit. Also. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, but it showcases everyone. I know I'm. You're you're right. I mean, great performances all around. It is. It is. And personal preference, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to be told otherwise. But what? Wikipedia lists New Kid in Town. Is that New Kid in Town? Yeah. There? As yacht rock, as the genre. Yeah. Well. Okay, you know. that's another episode. Uh, yeah. That, but that's what that is the genre that it placed. You know what? That's an episode. That's when just you, not true. We need to do that episode Friday. Yeah, we do. That's just um, not accurate. Oh, but so what okay. are you actually putting up? I, you know what? I'm not putting up anything. I'm not. And you I, think I don't, the answer's I don't, out there? I don't think you I think have You think the answer's out there, Ben? It's either out there so, or it's going to come from, from Ben or Joel. I, I'm going to put a song forward even though I don't want to include it. Okay. So you did the because same thing that I did. And it's Best of My Love because it was a number one song. Their yeah, first yeah, number yeah, one, yeah, was it yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going I'm going to red light that okay. immediately because right. I think objectively it I, is a crappy song. But I knew you would. It's one of their five number one songs, so I needed yeah. to at least mention hey, it. Hey, uh, but for, yeah, for Macarena slower, might have been number one too. But for you know. for sort of 
mid-tempo and, and under type of songs. No idea what that means. What about Tequila Sunrise? I love Tequila oh, Sunrise. That's, that's, that's a, a great tune. We also haven't mentioned Desperado. That's true, too. Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> Why can't we have Witchy Woman? Well, well since Witchy Woman. <laughs> Witchy Woman we haven't really mentioned either, but anyway. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there that... Should we call Henry and ask him what he thinks live on the on the podcast? He's going to have a lot to say. Let's get to the fourth, and then we'll call him and see if he answers. I really think we should. Okay, yeah, that's, that's let's, let's get like to it. the fourth. Um, what I want to throw out there, because I think it's important for the band, and I think it's a great song for the band, their narrative, their history, their story, There's the way it was written had a lot of different people involved in the way it was written. It's a, a significant song. I don't know that it's going to make the list, but I do want to mention it, and that's Life in the Fast Lane. I think it, it needs to be considered, just especially when you take into account the way that it was written, how involved everybody was. The riff. The riff. Yeah, everything There's was, Joe Walsh. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's a quintessential eagle story I, song. I, I really love that song, and I agree. I just I hesitated to say it because it, it kind of seems, in a way, even though the story is such a part of it, in a way, it seems too close to uh, one of these nights to me. Too rock. I don't know. Maybe somebody can tell the story but, of how it was written. Because that's, I think that's a, was in the documentary. Was it, it was not? in the documentary. It was, it was a, a particularly interesting section of the I forget who was driving the vehicle. I think it was, I think it was Don. He was like, oh, we're holding. I, I, I thought it was maybe someone who wasn't in the No, no, that's driving. right. That's right. It, he Glenn was, Fry he was, was with his. Glenn Fry was riding shotgun. No, no, Glenn Fry was with his drug dealer. And that's who they were. They yeah. were speeding down. They were going the, to a poker and they game. Were, they yeah. were going to a poker game, and they were speeding down the road. And they were holding. And, yes, and and Glenn Fry says, "Slow down, man. We're we're holding. Yeah, we've that's got, right. We've got drugs in the car." And, and the drug dealers or whoever it was that was driving said, "What do you mean? It's life in the fast lane." <laughs> and and he pocketed that and said, "That's a great line." Is he, I mean, that's that's a song right there. And then later on down the road. They heard Joe Walsh warming up before they were going to do yeah, a session. Yeah, that warm-up riff. And he was playing that riff. Da -da 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 -da. Going back and forth, up and down. And they used that riff and that story, and they made Life in the Fast Lane. I think You're that's right. so Eagles. I think... Uh, I think it's... I'm going to green... I, that's why I say I think it's a green light. I think it needs to be on the list. You know what? I'm going to give it an automatic green light as well. You've convinced me by reminding, reminding me of the story. Yeah, I think the, the story is a big part of it. I think it's a... A, a song that tells the story of the Eagles, and you realize you've now put forth three different songs from Hotel California yourself. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> well. If it's their big album, yeah, it's their big yeah. album. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's basically a greatest hits album. It's a phenomenal album. Is it enough different from a heartache tonight to include on the critical listens? But here, but I here mean, we shoot ourselves in the foot again, though, don't we? I think we need to do, go back and revisit New Kid in Town because it is a little bit different, and I think it needs. No, we will because I think it needs to be on but the list. But I guess I should go ahead and I should mention that only Joel and I have greenlit live in the fast lane. What do you think, Ben? Can we make it six songs for them? <laughs> <laughs> Something's gonna I've, get cut, and it's gonna hurt. I feel fairly passionately about two other songs being in the group now that we've discussed about them and that's that's not one of them life in the fast lane yeah okay yeah to you, me that sneaks in right at six your point is so five. relevant though both yeah. of you what you're saying yeah yeah it, it, it is it is 
Okay. I, just, I think it's it just that song screams so eagles to me. Let's so let's yellow it and close off the discussion. What yellows do we have? Let's move forward. With um, what we got. Let me make sure that. Let me make sure that there's not anything else I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, I mean, you talk about other songs that you need to mention. Yeah. The only other one that I really, really like, uh, obviously would never make the cut, but I do want to mention because I, I do like the song, and that's Wasted Time. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. it's a great song. It's uh, a cool tune. Well, make the list. similar to Wasted Time on The Long Run is The Sad Cafe, which is another Oh, and we didn't say The Long Run, and yeah. that needs no, to be No, in The Long Run, the song, too. too. And we did throw Itchy Woman out there. We did throw Desperado. On the border is a good song. The title track. Yeah, I think we've got. I think we've got what has to be considered. I think. You know what? Maybe maybe we should jettison Life in the Fast Lane. Just considering that we've already automatically put three other ones on the list, we need some diversity. We need some early stuff. Maybe. Yeah, it's funny. If someone came to me though and said, "Tell me what to listen to with the Eagles," I would just tell them to listen to the album Hotel California. Yeah, but that's not but that's, that's not, not all there is to the Eagles. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. We've got three yellow lit songs or four yellow lit songs here. Take it easy. I can't tell you why. New kid in town, life in the fast lane. Let us make a live call to our friend and um, the young the young Hanky. Of Henry. which Eagles, he I think he said before it's his favorite band. Didn't he yes, say that? Yes, I, I think I think that's one of his his two maybe. You know You're what? Ask him to pick two I songs. Just, wait, I just wait. Let's see what his input is. If he's passionate one we're, way, we're phoning a or another. Here. We are you know phoning what? a friend. He's I, been on the pod. I have just realized we haven't greenlit. Take it easy. No, no we haven't. No, we didn't. That's tough. That is tough. Come in, Hanky. If he answered, this would be great. Person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box uh, that has not been uh, set up. Boo. Please try your call again later. Goodbye. Henry Henry might be upset about this later. Yes, you know. Well, I mean, we and just for that he has to listen to the entire pod on his voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, how, about, how about this? If he if he calls back, then we'll we'll let him talk then. Oh, we will. So before we before we take a look at determining what the final two songs are. We're going to take a quick break here, see if Hank will call us back, and we'll return shortly. A quick word from our sponsors. Yes.
After a, a much-needed break uh, to re- replenish our drinks and and have a, a snack, and so now we're back to the anguish of trying to uh, decide what our list of five Eagle songs is going to be. And I've realized in the interim that we have not all greenlit. Take it easy. And this we... is this is. Oh! Oh! Oh, it? oh! It's Henry, isn't it? Guess who? Hello, Hanky. Oh, hold on one second oh, here. He's not on speaker. Say it again. Hello, Hanky. What's up? All right. You are now on live during the recording of the next Somebody Else's Favorite Songs episode. You're here with your friendly hosts, Josh and Jacob, along with our special guests, Ben and Joel. Hello. What's up? What's up, Hanky? What's up? What, 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 are, what are we discussing? So, we have been working through an episode that has to do with what we are calling critical listens. And each one of us selected an artist, and then we've been debating amongst ourselves what their five most critical listen songs are. In other words, if you had a friend who was not familiar with this artist, you would give them these five songs as being the most representative of what that band is or was. And we have come to an impasse on our second artist where we have been able to agree on three songs but not fully agree on the remaining two. And we thought you, joining us via the hotline, would be an excellent choice to help us. Are you up for this, Hanky? Um, who's the artist? Oh, he doesn't know. Would you like to guess? Is it the Eagles? Yes, it is. <laughs> I figured. So. So what are what are the songs we agree on? Okay, so we have Greenlit. So so the Eagles uh, were were my were my band that I that I chose to do. Uh, we okay. we instantly Greenlit uh, Hotel California for obvious reasons. Uh, right. One of these nights, also a number one. And uh, Heartache okay. Tonight, another number one. Uh, those are the three that okay. we've greenlit. Uh, there's a few that we are considering. for. We have two more two more spots open. And some of the songs that we're bouncing back and forth on are Take It Easy, which was not a number one hit. I Can't Tell You Why, which was not a number one hit. Uh, New Kid in Town, which was a number one hit. Uh, we also considered Life in the Fast Lane as a quintessential Eagles song. Uh, okay. we, we X'd out uh, Best of My Love, which was another number one hit. Uh, but, but we're kind of going back between the, those four. So that's uh, Life in the Fast Lane, New Kid in Town, I Can't Tell You Why, 
and take it easy. What are your thoughts? Okay. Um, so you can take two of those out of the four? Yes. Correct. That's all we've got left. Well, as much as I hate to say it, I think that you've got to throw out I Can't Tell You Why. Oh. Because while that is one of my uh, favorite songs of theirs, it's not super, uh, you know, representative of the whole sound. Disagree. <laughs> I don't know that he's wrong. I, I think he might be right about that, much as I love it. I, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably a top five song for me personally but if i'm gonna just give it to one of my friends and say hey listen to these five songs and tell me what you think i don't necessarily think that it fits in with their sound as a whole not that it's not a great sound just not the whole sound of the band that, that's that's kind of what we thought uh, i can't tell you why i was set out there by jacob i think we all agree that it's a great song I just yeah. we we didn't know that it would be the best selection for for this particular list. So I think that we're mostly in agreement with you on that. Okay, okay. so that leaves us with "Take It Easy," "Life in the Fast Lane," or "New Kid in Town." This is where it gets tough. <laughs> um, I think that you've got to put probably you, you got to put "Take It Easy" on the list. And I'd say that one that one's pretty representative of all their early work, kind of the the uh, southern rock type. I, I I think that's uh, that's why I suggested it to kind of represent the early portion of the the country rock southern thing or California thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So we got four. All right. So we all gonna green light that with Hanky. Think so? I I was the green light from the beginning on taking. I it was easy. the yellow on it. So I was the yellow. I, I think I'll switch to green. I think that's a reasonable reasonable choice. Okay, it's uh, done. I think it's also uh, worth considering that now we have three Henley songs and just one Glenn Fry song. I think it would be appropriate for us to pick another Glenn Fry song so that we have a, a good balance between the two of them. I think that we need to put <laughs> New Kid in Town. New Kid in Town <laughs> as our fifth song. I, that's it's a number one hit. Go. Do what, Hank? That's where I was going to go next as well. I, I think it makes sense, too. I, I really mean, do. The, you know, the reason we talked about this, the reason we picked Life in the Fast Lane was because of the story behind the song and how Eaglesy that story is and how organic yeah, yeah. that song came up. As a band, you know, that was kind of a band song, and that's why we considered it. Right. Well, it is a great song, and you got to think about this, too. You've already got so Now, I think you'll have three off Hotel California. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, as great as that album is, you don't want, you don't just want to well, we take the first five yeah. off that. Yeah, it'd be Hotel California and New Kid in Town are both, both off of Hotel California. Okay. And life in the fast lane. Life in the fast. Is, it, is life in the fast yeah. lane on Hotel California? Yeah. 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 It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That would give us three... Yeah, so we can pick one. I'm. I think we're leaning toward New Kid in Town. I think but, that's it. But then again, if we do those three on Hotel California, and in addition to the two, which will be, what would that be? Uh, well, we don't have the space because we can only take one of yeah, Life in the Fast yeah, and New so. Kid in Town. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, if we. Never mind. Actually, I was confused over what I was going to say. It didn't make sense. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it, you can't pick too many uh, Don Henley songs. People might think you'll actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, because the truth is we don't. I guess you've got it right, Henry. There's no drum solos. No drum solos. It was a number one hit. I think it needs to be on the list. Although I do think that we should we should call Life in the Fast Lane an honorable mention just because it is a good band song. It is an well, Eagles. Well, all of those four I think should be honorable mentions. Right. Well, we we aren't officially doing honorable mentions. We were supposed to only do five songs, but Life in the Fast Lane it is a quintessential Eagles band song. But yeah, I think right. I, I agree with your your statements on that. So, new kid in town is that a green light for everybody? I think so. Got my green. Green light. All right. All right. There we go. It's done. So thanks to help from our friend Henry, who has joined us before, as you remember. Um, we have our essential listens from Eagles. It's Hotel California, Take It Easy, One of These Nights, New Kid in Town, and Heartache Tonight. That's what we've got. Everybody satisfied with that? I just... Yeah. I, I want to ask... Um, I want to ask Henry... Um, is there any song that is not on that five that you would have put on that list if you could be here with us? Is there something else you wanted to mention? Um, to be honest, I might would have put Best of My Love on there, maybe. I can understand why it's not, but personal favorite for me. And I might would have put some Joe Walsh song on there, maybe. Um, but... For the most part, that's probably four out of five, probably about what I put. It's interesting to note that Josh shot down "Best of My Love" pretty much immediately. I hate it. <laughs> well, what did you say? He cut out there for a minute. Um, he was pointing out that I I was the one who shot down "Best of My Love" immediately because I hate it. Oh. Much I can say to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's throw some love out there for Seven Bridges Road because if we were going to ten, I'd yeah. fight for it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd green like that. <laughs> if, if we're talking about band songs, you know, and and, and of course, Disco Strangler. You know what? <laughs> you know what hurt taking no, these a little bit to me? The fact that they didn't write it. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's that's true. worthy of consideration. We've already greenlit it. I think it's appropriate. But does anyone know that? that I mean, no. That's that's very true. And in which song was more popular anyway? Eagles' yeah. version or Jackson Brown's version? That's just the well one. Travis Tritt's version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it is. Such if a you're going to start talking like that, you also got to include things like Old 55 and things like that. Mm. We talked about I mean, that. that we, did, we did get a mention of that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you, bring, you uh, bringing your opinion in, and I think we've got a good five songs here, and, and I think that just about wraps us I, up. Uh, I didn't think we could have this conversation without including you in some way. I'm glad you called back, and uh, you, you've been, you're the first ever live call-in to the show on this episode, which is going to be the most live episode we've ever done, so I'm glad you called back. Well, thank you. Out of curiosity, can I know who the first band was? You'll have to listen and find out. Yeah, you can know. Okay. Yeah, you'll, you, you'll find I mean, and The listener will know at this point. Yes, that's exactly right. You'll find, you'll find out tomorrow. 
Um, November 23rd. Okay. And and take it easy. Yes, Jackson Brown released it first, but he wrote it with Glenn Fry. So it's not that Glenn, they didn't write well, it. Listen, Glenn yeah. Fry contributed one line to the song. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He has a writing credit. <laughs> and, and he contributed it because they lived next door to Jackson each other. Brown lived in their basement. Yeah. So, Didn't yeah, he? it's a Jackson Brown song. It really is. The Eagles version is probably better. Probably. Better known, anyway. Yeah. but I don't uh, know if it's better, but it's better known. Well, anyway. <laughs> there you go. I, I, right. It's a good list. I, awesome. I'm happy with it. We're, we're happy with our final selections there for Eagles. Henry, thanks for calling back. Um, and yep. uh, we will see you down the road. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All kinds of firsts on Seth's <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> but we've actually had five hosts in one show. Yes, we have. That's the record so far. Including a live call-in. So we um, are ready to move on to our remaining two artists. But I think it might be a good uh, idea for us to wait and do that next time with you. Um, split this up into a couple of releases to, to spread out the love so that y'all will have something to listen to um, maybe the following week or uh, a little bit later. So uh, y'all, y'all good with that? Let's, uh, let's wrap up this episode and come back with the remaining two artists from your regular hosts, myself and Jacob. Um, how does that sound? Good let's do let's do a quick recap of our Elton John selections and our Eagles selections. All right, so um, Canadian Ben brought us uh, Sir Elton John, and we we ended up with Tiny Dancer, Candle in the Wind, Rocket Man, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, and Benny and the Jets. And then with Henry's help, Joel brought us Eagles, and we've decided on Hotel California, Take It Easy, One of These Nights, New Kid in Town, and Heartache Tonight. That's a strong list. <laughs> That's a strong list. It is a strong list, I have to admit. It's a strong list. I, I feel pretty good about both of those. I do too. Uh, but again, let us know. Uh, if you have strong thoughts about things we overlooked or maybe something we didn't mention at all, uh, be sure and let us know. And then we will return with episode 40, which will be the continuation of this in our Critical Listens uh, Now series. But until then, I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. Canadian Ben. <laughs> and I'm Joel. And this has been Somebody, Somebody Else's, Else's Favorite, Favorite Songs. Songs. Just kidding. Thank you for listening to episode 39 and our first pretty much live episode of Somebody Else's Favorite Songs, published not an hour after we finished recording this. We hope you enjoyed it. It's something that's very different from what we're used to. Just want to remind you, if uh, you haven't already, to give us a like on Facebook at Somebody Else's Favorite Songs. Uh, you're also able to find us on any podcast platform, but I want to say, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcast, uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, uh, leave a rating, and also give us a review. It would really help uh, for us to possibly be seen by, by more people. Stay tuned for episode 40, which would come out next week, the second part to uh, this episode. 